and welcome to Under the Dome, the State Journal Register's podcast about Illinois politics and government. I'm SJR political writer Bernard Schoenberg, and over at the State House is our State House reporter Doug Finke. Editor Angie Muse is away today. Doug, how's things going over there? Well, it's about what you would expect as we're approaching the uh, midpoint of a legislative session. There's a lot of committee work. Uh, moving bills, and they're starting to do things on the floor, and, uh, you know, we'll ultimately reach some kind of crescendo about mid-April uh, mid, uh, when all the bills that started in the Senate are supposed to pass there, and all the bills that started in the House are supposed to pass there. And, of course, we're barreling towards the um, May 31st is now, uh, unlike long, long past years when the end of the legislative session was supposed to be the end of June, the day before the July 1st start of the new fiscal year. Uh, there's a May th- uh, end of May deadline now, so th- right. things will start happening quickly, as you say. So gambling is something that you wrote about. There's a nice headline uh, on today's, across the top of today's SJR, four versions of sports betting bill filled, and this is uh, from State Representative Mike Zalewski. Uh, tell us, tell us uh, where this one's going uh, and uh, how things are looking for gam- expansion of uh, sports gambling in Illinois. Well, as you know... Um uh, Governor Pritzker wants uh, sports gambling uh, approved so uh, we can get some uh, money for the budget. Uh, I believe he estimated $200 million would be uh, uh, generated by it uh, in the next budget. Um, so far, uh, there's been talk about uh, doing that, but no real uh, movement on it. And so Zaleski took it upon himself to uh, kind of jumpstart things. And uh, he introduced four different versions of the uh, uh, sports gambling, two of which are modeled by, on uh, what was done in other states, one of which is modeled on uh, what the professional sports teams would like to see, which includes giving them a cut of the action, and the fourth version, which puts it under the Illinois lottery. Ah. Um, is there? I think even he said, "Let's just throw all these out on the table and and you know see how the discussion goes." It's kind of interesting. Just for a little background, Mike Zaliski has been one of the people involved a lot in gaming. What what brought him to this? Do you have any idea why he became the expert in this? Well, it may have been because Representative Lou Lang retired from the House. He was the one who was taking a lead on sports gambling. And last fall, when there was a hearing on it, he talked about uh, producing a uh, a version that could be done or dealt with in the spring. But then he resigned from the house, so uh, uh, it pretty much felt as lusty to do it. There you go. Well, it just it it is interesting, you know, just how some people specialize in, or or become experts in certain areas. Um, well, we will keep an eye on that one because we know the governor wants it. We know that. Uh, Oh, there are anti-gambling folks who uh, say that uh, you know putting gambling online or uh, making sports betting just an open thing uh, will create more problems for people who have gambling addiction. Uh, but that's been an ongoing um, kind of discussion in Illinois since scratch-off tickets for the lottery in the '70s, and it looks like the people, the idea that people gamble anyway, uh, is now king in Illinois. Yeah, and, and sports wagering is popular among people who like to place bets. And uh, the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court, uh, has paved the way for states to do this. So uh, a lot of states are jumping into this thing. Um, so if, if Illinois doesn't do it, 
uh, presumably they're going to lose out on some revenue that uh, could be coming that way. All right. And, of course, as you said, the governor is hoping for that, at least some licensing fees in, in the first year to uh, fill some holes in that uh, giant budget gap, which is, um, you know, he needs billions of dollars. And I, I think it. I think this is part of about $1.2 billion uh, in new money that they're trying to generate in, in the coming fiscal year, even before they would get the graduated income tax, if that ever shows up. Um, well, not getting graduated income tax uh, for several years, even if it uh, is approved by, by voters. So uh, they have to do look at things like this in the interim to, if they want to raise some additional money. Right. And I will talk about that in a minute. Um, in, in the interim, ab- abortion, um, I know that there's some uh, certainly discussion of abortion at the State House, which generated a giant crowd there um, this week. I think it was Tuesday when there was a, a big rally. Uh, Bishop uh, uh, Thomas Perprocki of the Springfield uh, Diocese was one of the speakers, you know, uh, was talking about things including, you know, David versus Goliath. And he basically said the Democrats are Goliath. Uh, he he. he talked about uh, people fighting abortion as David, you know, the biblical David taking on the big juggernaut person, uh, uh, even talked about how when nobody thought they could stop the Nazis from sweeping across Europe uh, and, and put that into the abortion debate. But you had thousands and thousands of people, wasn't it, uh, in, in the state house to the point where they had to close off the building for a while uh, for safety reasons. Right. I mean, uh you literally could not move in that place, and they were afraid if there was some kind of emergency that came up, uh, responders wouldn't be able to get to the scene, and uh, that would be create problems. So they said no, no more people in in their rotunda until uh, you know things start clearing out a little bit. Uh, people uh, did move away uh, after a while; it wasn't closed down very long. Uh, people did start moving to other locations, so they opened up the building again. Uh, this is not unprecedented. Um, Secretary of State's police said that this has happened, I think, five times in ten years. And uh, uh, you know, Secretary of State uh, is known for you work at using an abundance of caution. Like right, and that's probably useful at times. Uh, as far as the abortion legislation, some of the bills, or at least one of the bills advancing, uh, would uh, take away the requirement that uh, you know a young teenager would have to notify her parents, parental notification, before having an abortion. Uh, very strong views on both sides. Uh, uh, but that's, that's one of those hot-button issues that's in the middle of a, a group of bills um, and you also have a, a Democratic governor who has proclaimed that uh, he wants Illinois to be, I guess, the most progressive state uh, on abortion issues, uh, which certainly seem to have helped generate the crowd of people on the other side of that issue. Right. Um, and it's important to know that the uh, bill to repeal the Parental Notification uh, Act that came out of a Senate committee because uh, Capital Facts blog has reported that uh, in the House, all the abortion bills have been relegated to a subcommittee of the uh, Department of Human Services Committee, I believe, and that the chairman uh, is not uh, eager to do any abortion bills this year. Right, which is interesting because a subcommittee is often a place bills go to die or or to get worked on for real work. But So it looks like maybe, I, I, I don't know exactly what the politics of this 
is, um, but maybe it is to avoid those tough votes this year, maybe wait till next year or even after the next election. What do you think? Is there any, well, any way to tell I, at this point? No, I, I think I think clearly there's a, a desire to avoid doing it this year. There's a whole lot on lawmakers' plates already from graduated income tax, the, uh, the gaming stuff, uh, marijuana, the capital bill. I mean, that's, that's a lot of stuff. Right. And, uh, uh, to add the very controversial abortion issue to that is, uh, well, it's just going to make things more difficult. Is there any uh, movement yet on uh, the capital bill, uh, you know, roads, bridges, and buildings? Uh, I, I guess uh, Local 150 of the operating engineers up near Joliet came out with their own plan, but that may not be in line with uh, ongoing negotiations within the Pritzker administration. Well, <clears throat> right, they're... Um, their plan is strictly focused on roads, and obviously uh, lawmakers have, uh, I think every lawmaker is interested in roads, but there's also interest in schools and uh, water projects, sewer projects, so uh, I don't think the uh, uh, operating engineer's proposal as a standalone uh, uh, proposal is going to go anywhere. Okay, so what we're still waiting for is whatever negotiations the administration is doing with all of the various interest groups or, or uh, you know, uh, other words that can be used for that, uh, stakeholders. I hate that word, but I just used it. Uh, people involved who, who would need these things, college campuses, as you say, all the uh, hundreds of state buildings that need repair. Uh, so we'll we'll see what what comes forward. Um, and by the way, any any movement on the marijuana issue because we know the governor wants um, to legalize recreational use of marijuana for adults. Uh, but there are some people who say it's best to put on the brakes, including some law enforcement groups. Uh, so this is just an ongoing discussion as we again are looking for some revenue that the governor wants, but uh, a, a difficult vote perhaps for some people. Well, we're still trying to work out details of. Uh uh, this proposal, as far as we know, I mean, there's not been a lot of public uh, uh, discussion of it. Um, uh, Senator Heather Staines and Representative Kelly Cassidy have been the movers and shakers on this for a couple of years now. Uh, everyone assumes that uh, when a proposal emerges, it's going to be under their names, and we have not yet seen that. So uh, the talks go on, and until we see something concrete, um, all we could do is speculate. Right. So for us, it's hurry up and wait. But I, I will say I was talking to a, uh, uh, a freshman state senator just yesterday about how difficult the job sometimes, and I, sometimes is with constituent calls and visits and all of the different things you have to study and learn. But there, are, there is stuff going on behind the scenes. But for some of us watching, it's uh, hurry up and wait. Um, I did want to discuss the uh, ongoing issue that was big for J.B. Pritzker, the governor, in his campaign, continues to be big. And again, it's trying to get the graduated income tax uh, on the statewide ballot in uh, November 2020. He wants the legislature, uh, the House and the Senate, to each use extraordinary majorities to to make that happen this year before other things happen. He has announced brackets that would be a separate law, uh, separate from the constitutional amendment, which just says Illinois can can have a graduated income tax. It doesn't have to have a flat tax. Uh, His brackets say that uh, only 3% of people would pay more in income tax, only the highest earners, those who make above $250,000. And he is helping fund a 
uh, a they call it a dark money group, but it's Think Big Illinois. It's a group that doesn't have to disclose donors, although they say this group says it will. Think Big Illinois. And they put out a TV ad that's now running. Uh, one of the lines in that is, under Governor Pritzker's fair tax, 97% of Illinoisans will not see an income tax increase. Only those making above $250,000 a year would pay more. On the other hand, there is another similar group, but completely opposite in view on the tax. It's called Ideas Illinois. Greg Bays, former head of the Illinois Manufacturers Association, is running running it. They put out a somewhat more than a minute long uh, video, at least uh, so far online, we haven't seen it on TV yet, that attacks uh, Pritzker's idea and the graduated income tax, as many in the big business uh, field are attacking, saying it really won't just go to the high earners. Uh, If you give the legislature the opportunity, they will find out they're not making enough money from those high earners, so the middle class will get hit. Um, And some of the commentary from the sarcastic-sounding narrator on that is, in the last eight years, these same Springfield insiders handed us two of the largest tax hikes in history, promised these tax hikes would solve all problems, but nothing changed. Uh, They're putting a constitutional amendment on your 2020 ballot, paving the way for their jobs tax on the middle class. Doug, uh, I guess the campaign is getting into full force, given that a vote on this could come soon, and might it even come before the Easter break? Well, um, last week I said I didn't think it would, but uh, I've seen speculation out there now that it would come before the Easter break, because uh, after the break, uh, the focus is going to be on you know, the sprint to the end of the session. We've got all these other issues we discussed hanging out there, so I guess it's possible Um you know, it just depends. Uh, this is what we knew was going to be coming. An ad campaign from both sides trying to sway uh, uh, voters, uh, the public, to uh, their side. Um, you know, the, the, the truth is the governor is better off if he's got widespread public support for this thing. And so uh, so do the uh, uh, lawmakers who might support this. You don't want to be a pure to be ramming through something that is unpopular you know, with voters and that they trust. So campaign is on to win the hearts and minds of people. On right. And there is a Paul Simon Public Policy Institute poll that came out this week, and I think it showed a pretty clear majority, at least by the way the questions are worded, likes this idea of a graduated income tax with the rich paying more. But again, uh, there'll be a lot of arguments on both sides, and we'll see where it goes. We will indeed. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of Under the Dome. Thanks, uh, Doug Finke. Uh, I'm Bernie Schoenberg. We'll be back next week with more on the latest in Illinois government. Until then, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And thanks for listening.